right now. Let's talk with Dallas Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're good. Now, We I feel like we almost cracked you last week with some mm-hmm. fun wordplay. Can I take another shot at it? Absolutely. I like it. All right. If we can get, uh, I guess, just a uh, penne for your thoughts. If you can tell us the parson <laughs> or parsons that you guys might draft that would make the rest of the NFL pay. Well, obviously very uh, creative again, but I'm not ready to crack. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Now, I want to get to the draft, but also within the last eight minutes or so, we are getting word that Sean Lee is retiring. Can you tell us anything about any discussions you've had with him or confirm that or anything along those lines? Well, we've had a lot of discussions with Sean, and uh, you know, obviously he's just such a a special guy uh, to us. He's been, you know, a great leader for us and great football player. But, uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, having discussions about, uh, you know, what his future is going to be. But uh, I think he's the right one to really speak to that. And until he does that, then, uh, you know, we're going to kind of wait and see what he has to say. I am kind of curious, Stephen, whenever you've talked to, you know, you've seen a lot of players retire. Uh, whenever you talk to them, what is their typical, like, biggest purpose? Is it the physical part of the sport, or is there something else that is a, a, a deeper thing there? I think that's it, and it's just these great ones, whether it's a Witten, whether it's a Lee, uh, you know, these great football players, they're so driven uh, to compete and be great. I think in our particular case, unfortunately, they also want to keep coming back to get that elusive championship ring. And uh, they're just such fierce competitors that, uh, you know, it's very difficult for them uh, to step aside in spite of the fact in some cases they're, you know, their physical is starting to, uh, you know, certainly not be what it was when they were younger. So, uh, you know, it's just very, uh, you know, that's what made them great and what makes them great is their just competitive desire to be the best and certainly uh, their desire for, you know, to want to win championships for their team. So, you know, that part of it's difficult. And I think certainly uh, those two things are huge driving factors that keep, uh, that keep, these, uh, keep these great football players going. Steven, if I have your career right, you were a linebacker at Arkansas, correct? I was actually a hybrid. I was a cross between a backer and a safety. I was a rover. And, okay. Uh, so I was suspect. Mainly Useful. a special teams player would be the better way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was wondering, when it comes to you watching college or you talking to your uh, players, do you relate more to defense? Do you relate more to a position? Uh, is there a, a spot when you watch, you're like, man, I, I always seem to be very good at maybe predicting what this position is going to be for these players, and then there's another position where you're like, man, I struggle at – watching that position and kind of getting my predictions right. Well, as you know, uh, I was I don't know probably. I was a quarterback coming into college and recruited as a quarterback and loved to play the position. And then, as you do know, my son is a, yeah. uh, you know, certainly an accomplished quarterback in high school and competing at the college level to try to, uh, you know, to try to be a quarterback at, in the SEC at Arkansas. So, you know, I, I you know I enjoy scouting all aspects of the game, whether it's offensive line, whether it's the receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks, the tight ends, or the front seven on defense, or for that matter, the back end, because certainly was involved in that as well. One of the things, you know, a lot of people will tell you is 
ex-quarterbacks, you know, really make if if they've got the athletic ability can really make a, you know they're very aware and know the whole defense or know the whole offense because they've studied the game. But uh, you know, probably the hardest thing at the end of the day for me to wrap my hands around is just uh, you know it's probably the offensive line guys. I think it's you know just like any of the positions. I think when you're seeing the really really good ones, uh, it's you know it's easier to see. Hey, understand why you know, why this guy's different from the rest of them. Boy, you start getting, you know, you know, down to the middle rounds and into the late rounds, then, you know, they, they can all start to run together on you a little bit unless it's something that you, you do every day and you're scouting every day. My hat's off to some of these scouts, how they dig up the, you know, what's probably the difference in a guy getting drafted versus being a priority free agent versus not getting an opportunity to go to camp. And, uh, you know, it's the full body of work that goes into scouting. It's not just what they put on tape. It's, you know, their football character, their personal character. Uh, unfortunately, their health in a lot of cases really uh, becomes a, a, a tough deal because a lot of these guys played hard, but because they played so hard, they, you know, they have an injury history. So, uh, and then there's just the, uh, you know, the mental part of this. Uh, you know, some some young men pick it up quicker and faster than others, and uh, you know, it's natural to them and others struggle with it, which can unfortunately play a role in, uh, you know, whether you're going to be a successful player in the NFL. I know that's a long-winded way of answering your question, but, uh, you know, it's a, just an interesting thing that after 30 years of being in draft rooms and, uh, you know, being around a lot of great scouts, being a lot of, around a lot of great personnel people, a lot of great coaches who, uh, who study it, uh, you know, you learn a lot, and uh, certainly it's been a great journey for me. In terms of that football character, that general character, or the potential injury histories, the Cowboys have not been afraid to take some risks on people with injuries or potential character background issues. How how does that conversation go internally with the team? Like, how do you balance, hey, this guy is really good versus he could be an issue off the field? How do those conversations take place? Yeah, I think it's just, a, it, it's, you know, it's the risk-reward at the end of the day. And as I said, there's probably a real big, not, not probably, there is a real big difference between a real first-round skilled player and, for that matter, a second and a third rounder. And, uh you know, there's a distinction. We only have, you know, from 16 to 20 of them every year. And, uh, and then when you get in that second round, especially the bottom half of it, uh, you know, you're more into your third-round players. And if there's a what you really consider to be a first-round type player there, but, you know, he's dropping because either the, the, the physical challenges that he had, and, you know, that was probably why Sean Lee fell to the second, or whether it's the off the field, uh, obviously – Randy Gregory is a great example of one who's working through that and uh, certainly uh, making us feel good about the, the pick we made in him. He's had his challenges, which my hat's off to him. He's addressed and continues to uh, improve, at, which is the most important thing as a man off the field. But, uh, uh, you know, all that comes into play. But certainly you, you take guys like Sean Lee and Randy Gregory, they jump off the tape on you in terms of their skill level as a first-round type player. But then – as I told you, the medical, the physical medical, medical goes into that. The off the field goes into it. Uh, a lot of other things go into what makes that final great. 
Stephen Jones joining us here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. As we got draft week coming up on us right now. Uh, when it, I do want to kind of hit real quick on on Sean Lee one more time. If if the you know he he does announce and make his conversation there, does that change y'all's plans? And are you looking maybe at linebacker at somebody that can push for a starting job, or just are you saying well we need more depth there? Well, obviously, you know, the way this thing shaped out on defense more and more with so many sub packages and pass rushing and all that, the, you know, the, the, the Sam DPR is, a, you know, an important role and a little different than, you know, your uh, you know, first, second down linebackers, sub linebackers like, uh, of course, Leighton and Jalen man those spots for us. But, uh, you know, and that's what Sean did for us as well. And, uh, you know, you're always looking – uh, to have depth there, but you're also knowing that, uh, you know, having to study the cap situation, whether it's Jalen, who obviously we have signed, or uh, a guy like uh, Layton, who we know uh, is going to be coming up for contract. So you always, you know, you do want to have depth there. And certainly, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I think we can use uh, defensive help probably at, a, at every position, you know, every level uh, of the defense, whether it's front seven or the back end. Uh, we'll be looking to improve ourselves on defense. I know it's coming up pretty quick. Have y'all exercised, or will you be exercising the fifth-year option on LVE? We haven't. Uh, we haven't made that uh, comment or had deep discussions on that yet. And uh, certainly, will be coming up for us, uh, uh, and we'll be discussing that after the draft. But as you said, it's right around the corner. All right, Stephen, so there's been a fun hypothetical happening here at the fan, and that is with you guys having the 10th pick, if one of the quarterbacks fall to you and you guys start taking phone calls. If it's New England, let's just say that quarterback, you really don't have to play much in his career. But if it's Washington who calls, and you know they're coming up to get a quarterback, does it just have to be an unbelievable deal because you're giving them what they think is their future quarterback? Like, how much does it change when it's a quarterback you know that that team's coming up to get and then maybe that team being in your division and giving them the quarterback they want? I think it's always in the back of your mind, you know, anytime it's in your division. Uh, at the same time, I think if it's, uh, you know, a great, you know, if we think it's a great deal for us, uh, in spite of even though it may be, a quarterback that they think is a great player, and we may may believe that or not. In some cases, you won't even know. Uh, but I, you know, I think you're naive to think that uh, you know it doesn't play into your mind a little bit when it's a divisional, uh, you know, one of our divisional competitors that's uh, moving up, and you know the trade better be really good. We talked with uh, Kellen Mond this morning, Stephen, and I asked him specifically about a couple of cornerbacks that have been linked to you guys in J.C. Horn and uh, Patrick Sertain. And, and I just wanted to kind of get his thoughts on what he saw. I'm kind of curious for you, when you were watching those guys, did you see something in Kellen Mond where you're like, oh, hold on, let's take a further look at this kid? Well, Kellen had, had just an amazing career. He's played a lot of football uh, compared to some of these quarterbacks. I mean, he's pretty much uh, – you know, started for him for four years, played a lot of football, played at a high level, and m had some really good football teams. I guess they're, you know, just uh, on the outside looking in by one team this year from being in the – We got uh, ripped playoff. off, Steven. Just go ahead and say <laughs> it. We got ripped off. So, you know, when you're talking about a quarterback of his stature and one that's, uh, you know, a winning quarterback, then, uh, 
you know, he's obviously getting long, hard looks and have nothing but for but respect for what he's done there at A&M and the career that he's had there. He's a, you know, sharp guy. He's very serious about it, and he's all in and trying to be the very best quarterback he can be. Now, we had a lot of conversations about, you know, hit rate and different metrics by which teams measure success. And I know after the draft, everyone thinks they have the greatest draft and all this and that. But you look back at the history of the Dallas Cowboys for the entirety of the draft. Do you look at it and say, we are good at drafting? Yeah, I mean, I think we really, uh, really have improved. I'll say this. I think you have to continue to look for for ways to get better. And one of the things I tell you, whether it was a, a Bill Parcells, whether it was a, a a Jason Garrett, whether it's a Mike McCarthy, you learn uh, from these top coaches about uh, you know the the you know the different types of personnel departments that they've been around, how they've gone about it. Uh, you know, I, I think you continue to get better, and I'm a believer in that. You're either getting better or you're falling back. But uh, you know, under Will's leadership and guidance, I do believe that we've gotten you know a lot of a lot of different moving parts of the draft right and uh uh, you know i fully expect us to have another successful draft and you know certainly as an organization we believe you know that you draft these players and you play them uh you uh, you know we've got a way we go about it to where we like to get a consensus uh, in terms of the buy-in we not only want our scouts to love the players but we want our uh you know we want our coaches to want to coach them we want uh the trainers would be happy with them. And then, of course, naturally, uh, you know, when you start to get all that, then Jerry and I feel a lot more comfortable about uh, uh, about drafting that player. And I think that's why why we've had success and why our guys have gone out there and played and, you know, for the most part, played really well. So uh, we feel, like I said, feel really good about our preparation for this up-and-coming draft. And I really feel like we're going to help our football team, uh, you know, for this coming year. Steven, I heard you talking to G-Bag Nation about how many mock drafts you guys do before the draft to prepare for what could happen before and right after you guys pick. I look at right after you guys pick, and it's New York and Philadelphia. In a lot of those mocks, I don't know which, which guys are going in y'alls, but a lot of them have the Alabama receivers going 11 and 12. So how concerned uh, are you? I don't know if that's the correct word, that uh, Waddle and Smith could be headed to your division. Well, I, I, the only thing I'll say to this, uh, I can't really speak to what Philly and New York and Washington are going to do. I will say this, those two Alabama receivers are special. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just jump off the tape at you, uh, both of them do. Uh, uh, they all have all kinds of juiciness. And, I mean, they're, they're coming off the ball and they're, they're separating. And there's, uh, there's not a lot of small windows with those guys that Mac Jones is trying to hit. I'm not taking anything away from him, but these guys are – are open and open big, and uh, uh, they're going to – I can't imagine they're not going to be great football players in our league. And, you know, who, whoever's playing against them, you better hold on because they're they're really, really good football players. Well, we always appreciate talking with you, especially these last couple weeks. And I, I know you said you got to wait and be respectful, but I was going to give you the opportunity if you wanted to say – Thank you, Sean, or any such things on the way out the door. We would be glad to hear it. Like I said, well, I think Sean's mulling over uh, what he's going to do there, and he's the appropriate guy to let everybody know when he's comfortable with that decision. 
All right. Well, thank you again. And if you need to give us a call before Thursday, because y'all have really locked in some decisions, yep. we'll We're be here. glad to hear it at any point. Be ready to be an open book. Can't wait. Awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> Stephen Jones right here on 105.3 The Fan.